Hi, this is Patrick Rivera, the Director of the Office for Young Adult Ministries here in the Diocese of San Diego. This podcast is brought to you from one of our Theology on Tap recordings. Our Theology on Taps are just one part of the many various events and gatherings we sponsor here in the diocese throughout the year. If you're new to San Diego or would like to hear more about our gatherings and the ways in which we actively engage in ministry, please stay tuned till the end of the podcast for more information from our Associate Director, Pamela Poe. In the meantime, I want to wish you a wonderful day and may God bless you always. I would like to introduce Mari Pablo. So when I first met Mari, it was actually this summer we were at a conference together, and it's kind of funny because there's two things that kind of just stick out right away as a, well, time out. Everyone, if you don't know, I'm Patrick Rivera. I'm the director of the Office for Young Adult Ministry. Time in. So as I was getting to know who Mari was and this other individual, Oscar210, who I had already known Oscar somewhat, but not as well as, uh, as I do now, I was talking with Mari, and when in conversation, I was saying her name like I'm saying it now. And then when, we got, when I got on stage to introduce her for something, I said it like I had heard the event promoter say her name numerous times over, over the phone and stuff in conference calls, Mari Pablo. So I don't know what happened. It was like one of those moments where I said something and it came out and I was like trying to catch it and pull it back in. And I was like, and now I'd like to introduce Mari Pablo. And she came up and just before she came up, she kind of looked at me and she was like, Mari. And I was like, oh, she. so then she sat down with me afterwards. She goes, okay, listen, Ma? And I was like, I know, I know how to say it. No, no. She's like, no, no, just, 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 just do it. Ma, D. She's like, like, ma, like your mom, and then D, Mari. And I was like, oh, I already knew that. Like, I was so, I was actually kind of insulted that she would think someone who is Irish-Mexican, hence the name Patrick Rivera, would not know how to say her name. My dad was Mexican-American. My mom was Irish. I didn't say it right. But then after that, I said it every time properly. I was just nervous. I'm sorry. Meanwhile... What I, what, the reason why we invited her was not because we couldn't find someone to speak at the last series. That's not the case at all. What actually happened was, I remember sitting down as Pam and I were trying to figure out who to invite for our Theology on Tap series, and knowing that truth was an empty slot. And I was watching her during talks at this event, this conference we were a part of. I was watching her write notes. As people would say something, she'd be like, oh. and she, she was taking notes at this event where, there's, where she's supposed to be someone giving the talk. And there was just this innate, immediate desire that I saw in her to just continue to acquire knowledge of Christ and God. Not so she could plagiarize it and use it as a speaker, I hope. Because I had a lot of good things to say. Hopefully you're not using them. But I believe that what she was doing was she just wanted to know more about Christ. And so without further ado, I'd like to invite Mari Pablo up here to share with us a little bit about truth. Hello, everyone. How are we doing today? Good, good. First of all, I'm not that bad about my name. I've just been from Miami. Okay, I'm Dominican from Miami. And then I went to school in Ohio, where people have, like, totally butchered my name from, like, Ma Madi to like Mario <laughs> to, to my favorite was Mati, which was M A H T I. Like I don't I don't even I don't even know. I don't even know. And I'm from Miami, so like everyone and their mothers literally is called Maria. 
um, which is my real name. So then that's why I switched it because there's so many Marias. Anyone here, Maria? Anyone? Really? Am I the only one? Okay, that's rare. That is so rare. Okay, great. So if you don't know me, my name is Mari. I'm so happy to be here with you guys here today. Um, I'm from Miami, Florida, born and raised, um, half Dominican, half Arabic, and studied at Franciscan, um, and now I'm here with you guys. So we're very excited to see what God has in store for us. So obviously there's a couple of things that you guys may know about me and may not know about me, so I want to get to know you guys a little bit more. And so we're going to start off, if you guys could just start thinking. Has anyone ever played the game Two Truths and a Lie? Yes? Okay. Anyone here already like have them like ready to go? Yeah, I didn't think so. I'm going to go first, and then you guys, I'm going to ask if like one or two of you can play the game with me. You're saying yes, so I'm going to probably call you out because you just, you look, you look ready. Okay, cool. All right. So here's, here, here I'm going to go. Okay, ready? Okay. One. I'm a teacher. Two, I've been to juvie. And three, I've gone skydiving. Good? Okay. You're up. Yeah, your turn. You were you like, yes. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't tell me which is which yet. Okay, as I'm staring at your phone. Okay, cool. Anyone else? One more person want to do that? Go ahead. Oh, wait, you should probably start with your name. What was your name? Oh, that's my dad's name. Cute. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Whatever you want. Oh, he's ready too, man. You guys are pumped. Go ahead. Yeah. Danny, hold on. Wait. What was the last one? Okay. All right. Okay, thank you. All right. This whole thing is called uh, Discover Truth, Discover Life. And so... Um, in discussing what it is, what is truth and all these different things, I think it's important to kind of figure out um, what truth is. And so in this topic, um, how many of you think it's weird that I haven't gotten to the, truth, to the answers of the game yet? Anyone? Yeah, okay. I think all of us kind of like want to know what truth is and we have that desire. And so if I were to just like never answer it, I think all of you would be like, what was Madi thinking? Like she just stopped the game, she doesn't know how to play. Um, but it's this thing of like, all of us have a desire for truth. And so I think it's this, we're on this constant journey to discover what that truth is. Okay, so Alfredo, can you tell me which one yours was? Yeah. The lie. Yeah, that's what I thought, because I was looking at your phone. And yours? Okay, okay, no, that, that <laughs> that's the lie? Denny! That doesn't make any sense, though, because you said that you were an only child, but then you said you had siblings. <laughs> 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 I 
Danny does. <laughs> all right, all right, Danny. Thank okay. All right, all right, guys. So <laughs> we're just gonna. Okay, so. Uh, John Paul II, St. John Paul the Great, who we celebrated his feast day this week, by the way, and he's baller, and I, I just love him, says truth can prevail only in virtue of truth itself. Okay, so truth can excel and can succeed only in light of truth. So then here's the big question, the question that we all ask, right? Like, what is truth? And so if I were to ask you this, what would you tell me? That's, that's like the Google definition, man. You're like on top of it. Like, did you Google that? Or did you know it already? Of course you are. Of course you are. Anyone else? That's pretty much it, actually. Okay. I went ahead and got the Google thing, too. I don't really like using Google very much, but I think it's good. So conformity to fact or reality. It's a standard or an ideal, steadfast, a statement of belief that corresponds to reality. But here's the deal. Is it easy to find truth, yes or no? Yes or no? Why not? That's, that's exactly my point, okay? How do we find reality, especially in a world where people say they have brothers and then they say they're an only child? <laughs> <clears throat> Not throwing shade or anything, Danny. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> here's, here's the situation. We live in a world where everything's kind of like blurry lines, right? Everything's kind of like all over the place. And this is really noticeable when we look at our ads, right? Who here loves food? Anyone? I really love food. I think food is one of God's greatest gifts to man. Um, but if you think about it, when you look at ads and stuff like that, you're like, man, that burger looks so good. And then you actually order the Big Mac. And it's like flat and just doesn't look that good. Okay? So here's just a couple of examples of what I'm talking about. All right? So we got like to the right, like all the McDonald's, Burger King, and Taco Bell, like, no, in real life, they do not look like that. They look like the ones on the other side, okay? My favorite is the chili spaghetti. I mean, that is grimy compared to the top part, okay? And then I recently found out something new, and what I recently found out that I was, like, super upset about, actually, one of my friends is a psychology teacher, and she was saying that in her class, she was doing, like, sensory something, she called it something, and she was like, oh, yeah, like, like, Fruit Loops, and I was like, what about Fruit Loops? <laughs> She's like, well, they're all different colors. And I'm like, uh-huh. She goes, but they're all the same. They're all the same. Yeah, exactly. That was my face. And I was like, what, what do you mean they're all the same? No, they all taste different. And she's like, no, they don't. They're all the same. And I felt like I was like Santa Claus all over again. And it was just really rough. So here's the thing. The world is constantly tricking us. You see that milk that's there? It's not milk. It's glue. Glue. <clears throat> okay, great. So here's the situation. When we, <laughs> when we look at things like this in ads, um, even like the, the music that we listen to, um, Disney, like I love you, but I mean, can you get more fake? It's like they get married, okay, they meet, and then five seconds later, they like know it's true love, and then something bad happens, you know, the, the prince saves the woman, and then it's like it always ends with the, with the wedding scene. It's like happily ever after. The end! <laughs> And like, I'm not married yet, but a lot of my friends are. That's not the end. That's the beginning. And marriage is hard. No one ever talks about that. You know what I mean? Like, there's just so much that is like embedded in our mind. And we live in a world that's almost like drawn to it. Um, on the way over here, my flight was like five hours long. And they had like one of those that you could pick movies. 
was really excited about it. And the majority of the people on that flight was, including myself, if we're being honest, were watching Ocean's 8. How many of you have seen it? Okay. So Ocean's 8, I was like laughing because, <laughs> like, man, I'm on my way to give a talk on truth. And this entire movie is about con artists not being truthful. And then the trailer of the movie is literally like about eight women and they, they show it like girl power and everyone's like, finally, like women can be crooks too, yeah. And you're like, wait, what? Like, what? I don't want to be a crook, you know? But it's this thing of like, and I'm watching the movie and I'm, I find myself, like my heart's beating and I'm like, are they going to get caught? No, don't get caught. And I'm like, wait a minute. Why don't I want them to get caught? Like they're criminals and it's just... Even Hallmark is a problem with this. I'm sorry, I'm going to go off on a rant here. But, like, I love Hallmark movies. But have you noticed that, like, the guy is typically, the girl's already dating someone, and then some new guy comes in? Yeah, he's usually, like, she ends up, like, cheating on him pretty much uh, most of the time. And you find yourself watching it, and you're like, yeah, go for the other guy. You're like, wait, what? Whatever. Long story short, <clears throat> our world is twisted. Yes, it is. And a big part of that is because of moral relativism. Um, what is moral relativism? I can sum it up very clearly by quoting Nietzsche, which is one of the leading atheists in the world. He says, you have your way, I have my way. As for the right way, it does not exist. So you do what you want, and I do what I want, and no one's right or wrong. Does this make sense? No, but it, do, it, do you think the world is, does this? Yes. When looking at, for quotes and different things on this exact topic, um, one of the quotes that I found was, Find your truth and follow it. But even that is like, find your truth. What makes your truth right? Can we all come to a conclusion that like an ultimate truth does exist? But the world is just getting like so much more and it's embedding in us in every aspect. We already talked about like the Disney aspects and all these different things, but you know, we look in even like social media that it's like Instagram and Snapchat, and I'm at fault of this too. Like you, you go out, you go somewhere, you're like, okay, I'm going to wait for this song because people are going to know this song. So when I'm at the concert, like this is the one that I'm going to Snapchat. Or it's like you're at a party and everyone's like, woo! It's like five seconds, like video, woo! And then like the video ends and no one's really having a great time. Does that make sense? This, people, the world is saying that this is happiness. The world is saying that a big mob of people um, but if you think about it, I think we're forgetting about the individuals in this picture. We're forgetting about our purpose as what I can do, what you can do. Um, the world is constantly trying to embed in us what is, what is success. You have to have money. Well, I know a lot of people that have money and they're not happy. You know, even people like I, the suicide of Robin Williams was a huge thing that like was like very shocking to me. Like you have this man that's always constantly making people happy and he's like, whoa, like, I mean, he's, I mean, He's hilarious, or it was hilarious, rest in peace. But it's this thing of like, even he knew that there was something lacking in him. Um, when it comes to love, I mean, that's gonna be a whole separate topic, but it's this thing of like, you have to either, you have to be with someone or, or when you are with someone, like you have to have sex before marriage because if not, like, what are you? Like, you're the weirdo. Or you have to be, your relationship has to look like this or it has to look like that. Um, women, you have to be the man. You have to stand up. You have to take charge. Men, like, uh, women, don't, don't allow the guy to, to open your door. Like, you can pay for your own stuff. It's like this whole thing of, like, the twisting of so many different aspects in our world regarding so many different things. Uh, but at the end of the day, even regarding like marriage, happiness, success, friendship, and even our self-image. 
men and women. I'm, you know, all the magazines, I mean, the Photoshop is insane. Um, but even men are, are being like, told that you have to look like this, you have to act like this. Women, you have to be this size, you have to be strong, but you also have to be vulnerable, but you also have to do this. And all of a sudden, these things are embedding into our mind, and it's like, okay, so who am I? And what do I want? And what does happiness mean? And am I in love or not? Because where's, where's the happily ever after? Right? And so we're living in this constant world that's just like, it's just a hot mess, if we're being completely honest. It's just like all over the place. And I think the lines get very blurry. And it just gets really difficult to really discover truth. At the end of the day, though, truth is truth, even if no one believes it. And a lie is a lie, even if everyone believes it. So at the end of the day, there is a like objective truth. There has to be an objective truth. You can't, to say, let's say someone were to say, okay, like, um, oh, I don't believe in truth. Or, oh, truth does exist. You, like, in order to say that truth exists, you have to agree that someone is right. In every situation, something is right. There has to be a like, general thing that is what it is. Because if not, I mean, if it all has to do with what I believe is right and what you believe is right, we're both imperfect people. So there has to be something outside of us that is what we're all striving for. Am I making sense so far? Okay. So this is the subject of truth. And so how do we discover it? We all have a desire. Uh, St. John Paul the Great talked about the theology of the body, and he taught about it um, and I'm sure, raise your hand if you know, you're familiar with theology of the body. If you're not, like, get on it. It's really good. Um, so in the theology of the body, it says in the beginning, like, we were created male and female, and we were created in his image and likeness. And it talks about how we were naked and without shame. And I think that this nakedness has to do with just, like, not just the physical nakedness, but, like, fully able to trust each other, fully able to be with the Lord, fully able to be in communion with each other and God, fully able to appreciate everything around us, and fully able to see truth and understand truth because they were literally living with truth, a.k.a. God. And they didn't see all the falseness. They didn't see the shame. They didn't see the doubts. They didn't see the insecurities. They didn't see the, oh, man, I have to cover myself. They were bold because they understood who they belonged to, they understood who they were because they saw God and, they, and through him they were able to see themselves and each other. And so then, you know, we all know the story. It all went down. But <laughs> original sin happened and all these different things happened and sin entered. And then all of a sudden we have lies, we have fears, we have doubts, we have insecurities, we have just a plethora of many different things. Um, but John Paul II says that in us lies an echo for what once was. And in Veritatis Splendor, which is one of his encyclicals, all about truth, the splendor of truth, he says, and I quote, But no darkness of error or of sin can totally take away from man the light of God, the creator. In the depths of his heart, there always remains a yearning for absolute truth and a thirst to attain full knowledge of it. Here's the deal. We don't know what, we, we can't, like, we cannot put our trust in people. Because at the end of the day, I'm imperfect and you're imperfect. 
I never got to the thing of what my, my, my lie was. Did I, did I say it or no? So mine was that I'm, what did I say? Skydiving, juvie, and that I'm a teacher, okay? So my, tr what is it? Truth, truths and a lie. Okay, my lie, right. My lie is that I am not a teacher, okay? Now, but here's the thing. How do you know that I'm telling the truth? How do you know that I'm not, how, how do you know? Do you know or do you not know? You don't know. Do you trust me? You just met me. <laughs> the truth is, that's a lie. I am a teacher. I just lied to you. I'm sorry. I feel really bad about it. Um, the truth is that I've been to juvie. Yeah, I was there for six months. A part of my past. Rough times. Let's not talk about it. No, I'm lying. Um, I'm lying again. <laughs> sorry. This is just so much fun. Oh, man. Okay, I did go to juvie for six months, but because I studied theology and psychology and my, like, my internship was in juvie. Okay, great. But isn't that a good one for the game? I know, right? That always gets people. Okay, sorry. So here's the thing. We can't put our trust in people because at the end of the day, like, people are flawed. And so, yeah, like, you just said, like, okay, I can trust you, but just because I'm up here on stage. But at the end of the day, I'm not perfect either. And so it's this thing of like, we're all a room full of imperfect people. And so if we really want truth, we need to understand that there is something outside of us that created, that God placed in us a desire for truth himself. And so when God created us in his image and likeness, he placed in us what we like to call, I like to call, I forgot who said this, but like this God-shaped hole that we can try to fill with different things in the world. And, you can, and the world will tell you, oh, when you're struggling, you know, when you're having a rough day, you know, I, I also saw um, recently the movie uh, Party, Life of the Party with Melissa McCartney. Anyone? It's, it's pretty good, whatever. But in the movie, the person is like having a rough time and then someone else is like, oh man, like you gotta do, like, handle this the way the college people handle it. You gotta go get drunk and you gotta, you know, whatever. And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, dude, that's not gonna solve any of your problems, like at all. So it's this thing of like the world is trying to tell us that we need to be able to do things in one way. And we can try to fill it with all these different things in the world. But at the end of the day, the only thing that will fully like fill the desires of our hearts is God. St. Augustine said, our hearts, you have made us for yourself, O Lord. And our hearts are restless until they rest in you. And so we're not going to rest until we like, live and, and discover that truth. And so obviously, and I think you guys all know where I'm going with this, okay? Like God is our truth. Jesus is our truth. And in John 18, this is the part where Pilate, he's, Jesus is encountering Pilate. And Pilate asks, like, what is truth? And right before that, Jesus said, for this I was born, and for this I came into the world, to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Okay? So here's the thing with this. Um, God is the truth that we've been talking about. I think you all knew this is where I was coming from. The world says that truth is this or that or this or that, but we know that truth has a name, and his name is Jesus. Uh, and if you don't know that, I challenge you to seek that. But something tells me that if you're here, you know at least a glimpse of that, or you're under, like, the understanding that this is true. 
But to know that Jesus is this truth, that's one thing. But we can't just know it. We have to be able to act on it. And so we all know the saying, right, that Jesus is the way. Life. Okay, great. So <laughs> Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Um, and he says it himself, like, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And we can know this, and we can, we can get tattoos of this, and we can make this on our phone. But if it doesn't lead to action, then we don't fully understand it. I had my encounter with God 10 years ago um, at a life team camp in Cove Crest when I was a summer missionary. Yes, I was a missionary, and I, I, I had a conversion while serving others. God is funny. Um, but in that time, it wasn't just like a thing of like encountering God. If I would have just encountered God on that retreat and nothing would have followed up after that, it would have just been a distant memory. Instead, it brought something that continued afterwards. And it brought something like I needed to be able to go home and I had to change a lot of different things in my life, including my friends who I had been friends with since I was four years old. I hid from them for about a week and a half. I didn't know what to say. Like, what do you, hey, I'm totally different. <laughs> I can't hang out with you anymore because <laughs> try not to do that anymore. Like, it's, it's hard. But if I really understood, which I really did understand in that summer, I understood that God is truth and that I'm not going to settle for anything less. And if I really understood that, then it had to bring about change in my life. Because if not, then I was just going to settle for the things of the world. But we weren't created for the things of the world. We were created for the things of the Lord. And so that made me uh, get to the point of putting God first. And the first commandment, right? Um, I am the Lord your God, and you shall not have any other false gods besides me. Okay? And we're like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Okay, but do we really understand what this means? If I were to ask you to stop, and take a minute and say, make a list of your top five priorities in order. Where would your order be? Now, right now, because we're here in a room talking about God, you're probably going to be like, oh, God. But if I would have asked you this yesterday, in the middle of your regular day, what would your order be? Because many people would be like, oh, family, friends, school, God. But if God is first, then we're recognizing that everything that comes after is because he gives it to us. And the way that I speak, the way that I act, the way that I think is a reflection that God is first in my life. And for God to be first in our life doesn't mean that you have to like go around being like, Jesus loves you, Jesus loves you. Like that's, I mean, cool if you want to do that. <clears throat> I just don't think the response will be too good. So just, okay, yeah, think about that. Okay, but it's this thing of like, if God is first, and that's going to be evident in the way that I live my life on a daily basis. And so, there was something for me that had to, like, ignite itself, right? Um, isn't this a cool picture? I thought it was really cool. Okay, so God is the light in my life, and, and he was the light 10 years ago, and he still is. But I think what happens is we end up getting into this, like, mindset of, like, the, like, the Protestant, like, mindset of, like, oh, well, I was, like, saved, like, on this day. And it's like, okay, but as Catholics, we're like, okay, no, like, I was saved when Jesus Christ, like, like died on the cross and rose. Um, and for me, it's, it's this thing of, like, and we have to go every single day and continue to choose him. And so my question for you is this. Um, if you know that God is truth, then that means that he should be seeping into every aspect of our life. So what are the areas of darkness that we have that need to be brought into the light? 
This is something that I had to think about 10 years ago, and it's something that I've still had to think about today. I'm not going to stand up here and say that I have it all together and that I never have to stop and think about my priorities because that's not true. Um, there are times that my prayer life isn't that great because I'm a teacher and I teach theology, and so I talk about Jesus all day. And then I was doing my master's last year. I graduated, thank God. Uh, but it was like Jesus there, and then Jesus when I got home, and then Jesus all the time. So it was like in my mind, like I got Jesus check mark, right? But that didn't mean that I was praying. And so I needed to constantly evaluate my life because I realized that when I wasn't with the Lord and when I didn't like have a tight relationship with him, then every other aspect and every other relationship in my life suffered. In Spanish, there's a saying that says, Dime con quien andas y te diré quien eres. Have you guys heard of it? If you don't speak Spanish, sorry. It says, tell me who you're with and I'll tell you the kind of person you are. And if we think about it this way, then it makes a huge difference. Think about who you're surrounding yourself with. Are they perfect? No. Are they making you better or, or not? I can't answer that. You can. But at the end of the day, if I'm spending my time with God, if I'm spending my, my time with truth himself, then I'm going to be more Christ-like. And then I'm going to be able to dispel the lies more. Because the lies in our heads are constantly there. Satan is the father of lies. He's been lying since, like, Genesis, okay, when he lied to Eve, okay, touchy subject. But it's this thing of, like, the deceiver, but it's not just, like, Satan is seeping into the world as well, so it's all over the place. And so we need to be able to have those, gla those glasses, like, put on straight, and those glasses can be put on straight only with the Lord. And so for me, even, like, in relationships or with friendships, there's been times in my life that I've thought, like, oh, man, like, this friendship isn't that good. But I didn't want to act on it because it was too much to act on it. So I kind of just put it on the back burner. It was clear that this person was not bringing me closer to the Lord. This person was actually bringing me to like other things that weren't good. Um, but I was like, man, like, no, 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 it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. And I didn't want to act. Same thing happened with the relationship. Um, and it's this thing of like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's not a big deal. And in both situations, okay, it wasn't until I went on a retreat. And they took away my phone. I was very happy to turn in my phone that weekend. It wasn't until like, that happened and I was like, like literally sat in the presence of the Eucharist. And I was not in a good place spiritually. I just sat there and I was like, okay, Lord, like what, what? Like I, I don't even want to be here for being honest, but I'm here. Like wh what do you want to tell me? And I had to work through my junk and I had to recognize the areas in my life that I needed to work on. The areas in my life that like were filled with sin. And all of us have those sins that like, like your go-to sins, you know what I'm talking about? The ones that you like, it's like you could record yourself and then just play it for the next confession. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Those are the ones we really need to work on. And, but Satan knows that. And so I need to think about, okay, how can I like not make that a recording? How can I really act on that? And then on those relationships that I knew weren't good, I needed to be able to, that's when God was like, okay, you need to cut this relationship. And I was like, ooh, I don't know, Lord. Like, no, no, you need to cut this relationship. And so that day, literally that day, retreat ended, and I, and I broke up with this person. And then at the same, this happened twice, one with a friendship and one with a boyfriend. And it's this thing of like, God wants to speak to us, and he wants to like tell us things. And he wants to show us the way that leads to the truth. I'm sorry, no. He wants to show us the way that leads to the life, because he is the truth. But if we don't listen and if we don't allow him to do that, then we're just going to be living in the junk of the world. 
But that's not what we were created for. And so I ask again, what are the areas that need to be shed light on? Is it in your friendships? Is it in your relationships? Is it at work? Is it in the ideas of how you see yourself? Because sometimes the world tells you you're not good enough. You're not loved. You're never going to find success. You're never going to be happy. But if we don't stop and think that the, and see that them as lies, then they're going to sound very, very clearly like the truth. But if we're clinging to the Lord, he can speak truth into our hearts. And the more you do this, the better you get. My friends and I sometimes do like truth checks. I have to call my friend and I have to be like, okay, like I'm believing the lie that this, this, and this, and this. And then she'll be like, okay, good. Now tell me the truth. And I have to speak it out loud, which is really uncomfortable, if you're just in case you're wondering. But it's this thing of like, by claiming it, by claiming that truth, I'm dispelling the lies that I'm living in the truth which I was created for. And a couple of, when was this, like last year? I don't even remember. A couple of months ago. No, that was a lot. That was recent. This idea that like one day I was just like not feeling good about myself and I had all these lies in my head and I had like one of those days. But I was able to identify that those were the lies and I was able to get myself up and I was like, no, like this is not, the, this is not true. This is the truth. And why was I able to do that? Because I'm trying to make God a priority. And if God becomes a priority, then truth becomes a priority. And if truth becomes a priority, then that is going to be evident in the way that we live our everyday life. And is this easy? No. <laughs> Guys, being Catholic isn't easy. Let's be real. Um, being a young adult Catholic in this world really isn't real. Um, especially in the midst of, of, of this, like things going on in our church right now, in the midst of the scandals going on. Um, it's extra hard to be Catholic. I remember talking about this in my, to my students. A lot of my students didn't know what was going on, and I had to be the one to tell it to them. But I told them, and a bunch of my, a bunch of my colleagues were saying, like, why would you want to bring that up? I teach juniors in high school, by the way, in Miami. They were like, why would you want to bring it up? And I was like, I'd rather them hear the truth from my mouth than from what the media is going to tell me. And so I brought it up, and I said, and they were like, okay. And I was like, and guys, like, a lot of people are leaving the church because of this. But I'm going to say the same thing. And, I'm, and I said, I'm not going anywhere because I know that I'm here because the founder of our church is Jesus himself. And the one that I follow is Jesus himself. And are there imperfect people in our church? Yes. But does that change our founder? No. Does that change the fact that the Holy Spirit dwells in our church? No. Does that change the fact that our church is still one holy Catholic and apostolic? No. So I'm, I'm not going anywhere. And all these things that are coming out, I've said it multiple times, I said, let it come out. Let it come out. Let the truth come out so that we can be able to live in the freedom that comes with it. Truth sometimes can be messy. But if we recognize and remind ourselves that truth is actually a person who is perfect, 100% God and 100% man, then that truth can truly be something that we can celebrate. Amen? Amen? Yeah, man. Let me tell you guys something. <laughs> our role in this world is huge. And it's, it's our job and our responsibility to be the light in this world. And so hopefully, like our light, first we need to be able to like put into light the areas in our life that need light. And then we need to be able to go out and to spread that light to others. Because at the end of the day, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not overcome it. There's nothing that we can do or say, like, at the end of the day, God 
always triumphs. Satan always loses. St. Mike always kicks his butt. Like, it's just like how things work, okay? Um, and if we are understanding that, and if we're allowing God to shed that light into our hearts, then we're going to set this, this whole place ablaze. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Okay? Freedom, that's all we want. We all want freedom. Um, and sometimes that means standing up, and sometimes that means admitting to yourself the areas that need to, you, to, you to work on. Sometimes that means recognizing that people are imperfect. Sometimes that means recognizing that people will hurt you and you will hurt others because we're imperfect. But when we discover, again, this authentic truth, it will always set us free because God is the one that's going to come into our hearts and shed light into the areas that need to be able to do that. Seek the truth. Tell the truth. Live in the truth. Seek the truth. Tell the truth. Live in the truth. I thought it was, I, I had no idea that Patrick was going to say what he said about me taking notes. I had no idea. But I always, one of the things that I love about our faith <laughs> is that there's always more to discover. Like, always. Like, I just got my master's in theology. It really means Jack. Like, I mean, <laughs> like, okay, cool. Like, I can tell you some cool stuff. But there's things that my mind can't even grasp. Like the Trinity, I mean, like just the Trinity in itself. I mean, okay. I'm explaining the Eucharist to my students this week. Yeah, uh-huh. I mean, for me, it makes total sense. But they're looking at me like, I thought it was a symbol. I'm like, no, heretic. <laughs> okay. We need to understand that, like, I get it. Like, there are things in our faith that are hard. But I know that God always wants to show me more. And that's why I'm always seeking more of him. And that's why I need to make sure that my prayer life is good. Because if my prayer life isn't good, then my teaching isn't going to be good. And if my teaching life isn't good, and it's going to seep into, like, how I'm with my parents and how I'm with my grandma and how I'm with, Like, literally, it affects every single aspect of my whole life, including how I am on a daily basis. And so don't stop seeking truth just because you think you know a couple of things. Because there's always more to discover. Because honestly, we're not going to know anything until we die and we see Jesus face to face and the beatific vision after we've probably gone to purgatory. Like, honestly. Okay? So it's this thing of like, I know it sounds like, oh man, that's so depressing. I don't think it's depressing at all. I think it's exciting. It's like this beautiful journey. But through this journey, I can grow closer to truth and I can discover more and I can be able to be a light. And, and there's just such, something like so exciting about that, that we can be able to do that. And when we seek truth, we can be able to be bold and tell the truth to others. And that doesn't mean necessarily saying Jesus. That means just being a witness. There's been times that people are like, why are you so happy? I'm like, I'm just, I'm just a happy person. I'm like, mm -mm. But it's like, there's something different about you. And I, and I realize, I'm like, they're recognizing, like, Jesus. Like, I, our goal is for, Jesus, like, for people to be able to want truth and for want something that you have just because they're just seeing that what you have is, is Christ himself in us. And so live in truth. Oh, that's a challenging one, right? Um, discover truth, discover life. Discover truth, discover life. If we discover truth, we can actually live in this abundant freedom. We can live in authentic joy. We can live in authentic love. We can live, we can live in what we were created for. Please don't settle. I've settled way too many times in my life. 
even after I have found Christ, I think I still settle. We weren't created to settle. God wants to remind you and me (laughs) of who he is, and he wants to remind us of the life that we can have if we put him first. And yeah, being Catholic, fine, it's hard, yeah. But the love and the joy and the peace that I have, nothing beats it. Does it mean I don't suffer? No, no, I still suffer. But I know I'm not alone in my suffering. And I know that my suffering can have a purpose because the greatest suffering God used to make the greatest victory. The cross was turned into the resurrection, which started our entire church. And so I think it's important to be able to do this so that we can be able to be bold. And at the end of the day, like John Paul II says, like, we can't be afraid. Fear is not of God. It says in Scripture that perfect love casts out fear. Love has a name. Jesus himself cast out all fear. There is power in the name of Jesus. Satan flees at the name of Jesus. Whenever we're tempted, whenever we're thinking, you know, I can't do this or what is truth or whatever, um, I always say that, like, when it's from the Lord, you have peace in your heart. You have peace in your heart, and there's something that just resounds. And if you're not sure of that, spend more time in the Eucharist, in front of the Eucharist, and you'll understand. And sometimes I don't even want to see Jesus, but I make myself go see Jesus. And I sit there and I'm like, I'm not doing good with you. And I'll be kind of upset with him. And I'll yell at him in my mind because it'd be weird if I said it out loud. But it's this thing of like, that's okay. Like, I'm, he's not expecting me to be perfect. He's, he knows I'm not. But I need to go to him because I know that he is. And I'm not supposed to have it all together, but I know he does. And I don't, I don't know my plans. My plans for my life, just so you understand a little bit, My plans for my life were to go to FIU, Florida International University in Miami, where I was, and to study the, um, I'm sorry, communications and public relations. I want to do what my sister does, which she worked for like Univision and like Maluma and all these people, okay? That's what my sister does. I wanted to do that. Found my life with Jesus 10 years ago, and I went from that to going to school at Steubenville, Ohio, at Franciscan, in the middle of nowhere, Ohio, literally the middle of nowhere, Okay. Thank you, Ghost Tubi. Going from there to then studying abroad in Austria, where I traveled 13 countries. Never saw that coming. No, I didn't. Then went from there to New Orleans. Anyone been to New Orleans? That place is awesome. Okay. Went to New Orleans, where I was a youth minister for three years. Then went back to be a teacher. I never wanted to be a teacher. Okay. Oh, and by the way, I studied theology and psychology. And now I'm up here right now. I just like, we have our plans and God's plans are like, like 20,000 times better. And he wants to show you that way if you allow him to. And so I want to ask all of you guys to please join me in prayer. Um, and we're just going to take a minute to just quiet our hearts um, and to allow the lover of our soul, truth himself, we're going to welcome truth himself into this place right now. We belong to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Lord Jesus. God, you are so good. You are so faithful. We thank you for the things that you continue to do in our hearts and in our lives. We thank you for all things that you have already done. And we thank you, Lord, because we know that you are not done. 
we give you authority at this very moment to come with your truth, with your light into those areas of our life that we are too afraid to open the door. We give you authority and we open that doorknob a little bit into those areas that we don't even want to discuss with you. Come into our friendships, come into our relationships, come into our family, come into the way that we view ourselves, come into our ideas of what success is, of what love is, of what happiness is. Come into every single aspect of our life, Lord. Show us your light, show us your truth, and give us the boldness to be able to take action to be able to make the changes that we need to make, to be able to continually submit our hearts and ourselves to you, to submit our desires to you, Lord, because we know that, our, that you have placed these desires in our hearts. Lord, I ask that you may come upon every single one of us in this room, that you may fill us with your love and with your peace. Help us to know that you are the way, Help us to know that with, with you as the way, we'll be able to live our best life. Mom, Mary, we just ask you may wrap us in your mantle, that you may bring us to your son's most sacred heart through your immaculate heart, you who gave that fiat, you who gave that yes. We ask that you may help us to give that yes again. We just say all of this as we humbly pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women. And blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. I hope you enjoyed that talk from San Diego Theology on Tap. My name is Pamela Poe, and I'm the Associate Director for the Office of Young Adult Ministry here in San Diego. We would love to see you at our future diocesan young adult events. If you are new to the area, looking to get connected and grow deeper in your faith, we would love to connect you to a young adult group here in San Diego. You can reach out to us via our website, yamsd.org, Instagram at yamsandiego, or Facebook. Thanks again for listening. God bless you, and I hope to see you soon.